Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico with you, as always, 402-999-4620, the Sarder Hammond text line. Feel free to chime in if you have any questions for our next guest. Uh, feel free to fire those our way. You can always hit us up on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainert, and at Radio Rico AC as well. Let's go to the Honda Lincoln Hotline, where we are joined by the Lincoln Journal stars, Luke Mullen. Luke, what's up, man? How's it going? Good. I always appreciate a, a little daytime call. You know, Saturday morning we got we got the show. I got to get some caffeine and just wake up. But you know, I'm I'm in my prime right now, so we're we're all good. I, I was gonna say, have you recovered from what last night was? Because you were at uh, Pius and Papio South, but there were a couple other wild games going on. Have you recovered? Oh yeah. I mean, it was great. Finished up with you know the Pius game. I run over to my computer. I got two streams going. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the chaos but definitely a, a really fun night of class a basketball okay so let's let's talk just a little bit about last night in general because i mean you had some lincoln teams kind of showing out uh pretty pretty well last night i mean other than lincoln east i suppose but you had lincoln southwest taking gretna to double overtime you had lincoln northeast going to triple overtime with with creighton prep who i want to talk about in a little bit and then you had Pius winning on the road at uh, Papillion La Vista South, which technically is an eight versus seven upset. So, I mean, just talk about how, how the Lincoln school showed out last night. For sure. I mean, obviously you look at class A high school basketball and I mean, it's, it's no secret that the Omaha schools, they've, they've done a great job just dominating the landscape and, you know, putting more teams than not into the state tournament. So, you know, it's always a, a chance for those Lincoln teams to measure themselves, see if they're kind of at that level and last night, you know, definitely showed Southwest, you know, Northeast, a couple of baskets go their way. Who knows? You could have, you know, three teams, three Lincoln teams in the state tournament. So I think Southwest, they have a, a ton of young guys, obviously lose senior Ben Hunziker, their, their all-time leading scorer. But a lot of young talent in that program, they're looking to kind of establish themselves as one of those top teams in Lincoln. And, you know, we spoke a couple times this year about, the great job that Coach Monty Ritchie did. That Northeast program, I think, has a lot of talent coming up through its JV ranks, too. So, you know, both those teams battle into the end in, in the district finals. Great seasons, and, and they should be proud of it. Pius got it done. You know, those those senior heavy lineups, the mm-hmm. the D1 brothers, the Haas Striders, that, that definitely played a big part, and they had just a phenomenal performance last night. We're speaking to Luke Mullen of the Lincoln Journal Star. Um, he takes care of high school sports for for LJS. And, and Luke, you brought up Lincoln Southwest. They played Gretna last night. I mean, Gretna was a team who was a 500 team at, at one point in December, and now I believe they're 19 and six overall. I mean, what has allowed them? Because they are, they do have a couple young players in their lineup. I mean, what has allowed them to end up winning their district, hosting and winning a district, and, and making it to PBA? Yeah, when when you have a young team like that, obviously you gotta grow together over the course of the season, and just you know find a way to establish your, I guess your play style every every game, you know, day in and day out. And obviously, you know, Gretna, you know, Coach Brad Feek, and he's been there for a while. You know, that's going to be a tough team to break down defensively. 
But what I really like from them this year is they got Grant Jansen in the post. Really great. He does a phenomenal job on the boards. And they like to push it. You know, they can they can run with you in transition, too. And I think adding that aspect, obviously, sophomore guard, Lena Pekorski, he does a great job there. Their leading scorer this season. You know, when you combine that solid defense with the ability to push it, get some quick buckets, that, that I think has just been the key to them, you know, getting up in some games and being a tough team to break down. Elkhorn South beats Omaha Central on the road and by a pretty wide margin. That's probably the one that I was most surprised to see last night was that outcome. I mean, how? I mean, does Elkhorn South pose any point, uh, any sort of a threat to Miller North in the first round? Oh yeah, I mean they do for sure. I think you look at this eight-team field in Class A and you can feel pretty, pretty confident that those teams can all challenge each other, especially because Miller North, you know, they played a lot of five, you know, six, seven point games against other top 10 teams. Obviously, uh, you know, I think I think the Mustangs have more talent and, you know, obviously they should be favored as that top seed. But that's an Elkhorn South team that, you know, they got Henry Burt, Alec Noonan, uh, Cole Ballard, too, a bunch of these athletic scorers who can really show up on any given night. And I think, you know, it, it shows that central game. Obviously, you get these one-off district championships, you get your guys just fired up and, and having one of their top scorer nights and you know central have been a little inconsistent i think you know they're a team that can bounce back in the state tournament but to me elkhorn south winning that game they are totally deserving of that spot at state for sure all right one last question before we we kind of flip things over to the girls side of things um i, I mean creighton prep we have to talk about it i mean they they held the ball for for three minutes and and then some against lincoln northeast in, in the second overtime i mean what are what are your opinions on on that whole situation? And, and is there any hope that in the near future we could get a shot clock at, at high school basketball? Well, yeah, I, I feel like as a, a prep alum, I should probably apologize for the, <laughs> the sport of high school basketball. <laughs> uh, you know what? What I will note is first overtime. You know, both teams tried to score, and and the defense just kind of won out. Mm-hmm. So second overtime, I think you know, the strategy just to, to sit there and try to force the, you know, the zone defense from Northeast to come out to me, you know, that's, that's a good idea. But, but when you're, you're getting a, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes into this overtime and, and nothing's happening. I mean, really, why not just go for a shot and let the teams play a little bit? You know, it, it is pretty tough to watch that, you know, at one of the highest levels at you know, a time of the year where you really expect these teams to be, playing great basketball, you know, going end-to-end, going at each other. So, you know, we, we've spoken a bit about kind of the process to get a shot clock. Uh, instituted is not easy, you know, going through the different legislative districts of the NSAA. But if there's any class that, that could really do it easily, it's Class A. And really, I don't think we should have a situation in, in district championship basketball mm-hmm. where there is a stalemate in overtime. You know, these, these games should reflect the quality of those teams and – and just holding it doesn't really accomplish that. I think a lot of people would agree agree with you there. We're talking to Luke Mullen of the Lincoln Journal Star. Um, before we switch over to girls in Class C one, um, is Kale Jacobson the best player? Because I know like Ashlyn Greenwood, Wahoo, Carney Catholic, those are the top three seeds in Class C one. I mean, who should fans if if they're heading out to PBA next week? I mean, who should they have an eye on in in some of the smaller classes, but especially C one. Yeah, def- definitely in C1. I think Jacobson is is by far, you know, the most dominant, you know, impressive player I've been able to watch this year. 
uh, at that level. I mean, scoring, rebounding, passing, he just does it all. And, you know, when you watch him dribble, you watch him move down the court, you know, it's clear some of these guys, they just, they play the game at a different speed. You know, they, they see three steps ahead and like any, I think, high level player who can go on to college, he does a great job at that. And also there in C1, any of you fans who remember, you know, the Wahoo teams of the nineties, Jason Glock, obviously his, his son, Marcus Glock, he's, He's there for Wahoo, and that's a Wahoo team that has a ton of talent. I think Owen Hancock is a fantastic player there as well. And, you know, at, at some of the other classes, too, the, the talent is just great. I think Quinn Johnson from Loomis there at, at the D1 level, he's one of the top three-point scorers in state history. So if, if Loomis can make it there to PBA for the championship, he'd be another really fun one to watch. All right, let's switch over to the girls' side of things before before we have to let you go. We'll give you a couple couple more minutes here. Um, Britt Prince, I mean Class B with Elkhorn North, they're they're number one again here. Uh, her mom, her mom Ann is is the head coach. Ann Prince, correct? Yep. Okay, Ann Prince is the coach, and I mean Britt, she has a, a countless number of, of high Division one offers, and and she has already surpassed one thousand points in her high school career, and she's a sophomore. I mean. What can high school basketball fans expect from Britt next week? Well, anytime, anytime Britt Prince plays, obviously you can, you can expect a little bit of a show. But the thing, the thing that I'll say about her, too, is she is you know, by far the best scorer on her team, but yet she's also unselfish enough to you know, know when she's getting doubled, know when that attention is coming, and always just look for the right path. So... I mean, you don't get a, a top 20 recruit nationally with having, without having kind of the full package of, of all those different traits that coaches look for. And to me, you know, that, that just shows that she's the coach's daughter. She's able to put it out there for the team. But, I mean, you're not going to find a, a girls player with a better handle, you know, step-back three-pointer, ability to get to the hoop, really can score from anywhere and, and do it in a variety of ways. All right, before we ask you your predictions and, and let you go, how great of a story is what uh, of is Dominique Kelly and what she's been able to do at Lincoln High? Oh, it, it's just fantastic, especially, I mean, you consider she's a, a Northeast basketball mm-hmm. legend, obviously. I'm, I'm sure she would have, you know, wanted to lead her, her former school to glory, but, you know, she takes over a, a Lincoln High program that had a lot of losing seasons, um, you know, a lot of difficulty in kind of establishing that winning culture. And, you know, you were there with me, Nick. You could just see the joy on these players' faces, you know, seeing Coach Kelly embrace her team, you know, celebrate with her husband, too. It, it's clear how much she's kind of transformed that culture, put her own stamp on things. And to me, just one of the best coaches in, in all of Class A or, or Nebraska high school basketball. She's just a fantastic human being, and I think that conveys to her players as well. All right, Luke, last one before we let you go. I need predictions for Class A for both girls and boys. All right, I need who who's going to be in the final and who is going to win it. There is a right answer. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, to be honest, I, I think, Nick, you might have to change your uh, your profile picture for, <laughs> for a while here. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think Bell West can, can definitely get it done on the boys' side. Just mm-hmm. the, the talent they have is ridiculous, and I know, I know they'll come to play. Coach Woodard will, will get them ready for sure. Who okay? So then, who who wins on the girls' side? Do you have do you have a prediction? Yeah, I mean, on the girls, I I think that that Fremont team is yep. is really one that that I'd look at. Obviously, you know, I I think Millard South going undefeated the whole year, they they got to be the favorite. But to me, I think Fremont Taylor McKay is going to show up a ton of ton of talent around her too. I think that Fremont team has 
has it in them to win it this year. Yeah, Taylor McCabe can shoot the three ball going to Iowa next year. Um, mm. Really, really, really fun to watch Taylor McCabe. Um, all right, Luke, we'll, we'll go ahead and let you go. Appreciate you uh, coming on the happy hour. I, I might be talking to you on Saturday morning as well if you're all right with that. Absolutely, and we'll be seeing each other at PBA too. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, we'll hey, we'll Luke, be we'll be living there next week, man. Let's let's catch a Bellevue West game together. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, thank you, Luke. Appreciate the time. Talk to you later, man. Take care, guys. That is Luke Mullen of the Lincoln Journal Star. Appreciate him uh, taking some time out of his day. He, he, I mean, he's had a busy couple months here with with basketball. Not just touching on on classes A and B, but also making his way out to to some class C and and even some D down the down the way. Yeah, see, Luke knows what's up. Yeah, Luke Luke understands, man. Um, there is a right answer, but there there may be a way that there is a, the, the greater always, odds are that Nebraska or Nebraska Bellevue West beats Pius. There is a way. There's always a way, but nah. Here's a question. Does no, does Nebraska lose to any of the teams in the Class A boys field? No. Okay. No. No. That's a dumb question. Is it? Yeah, that's a very dumb question. How about any of the teams last year? Because they were no heavy last year. No. Okay. I think it's closer than you think, it's Rico. It's not. It's not. It's a blowout. It is a really. It is a clear and easy blowout. Okay. Sounds I would take good. the worst team in Nebraska's basketball history mm-hmm. and put them against any high school team in Nebraska. You're saying that a team that with with Chucky and with if Frankie do, Fiddler and William the Kyle, Nebra- if you do the all no, Nebraska, no, 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 it doesn't have to be all Nebraska. But no, like but the I'm Bellevue saying, West team of last year, I think could have could compete. No, no, could keep it close. No. All right, Rico. Would you have, would that answer be the same if if Nebraska would have lost to Penn State and Ohio yes. State? It would have been the same. Yes. All right. Cool. Derek Walker would destroy. Yes. Anybody. That's true. Bryce McGowan's would destroy all of. I them. I don't know. Jason Green's going to going to Creighton. Alonzo Verge would drop all of them. Oh. See, I, I don't think it's that close. Ha- like Chucky Hepburn not- could guard Alonzo Verge. No. Not in high school. I'm just saying. Not last year. I'm just saying. There's a chance. There's a chance it's closer than you think. Nebraska basketball beats any high school in Nebraska by thirty. Okay, and that's being generous. But there was a lot of people that didn't think that Nebraska could cover a twenty-two and a half point spread against IUPUI. That's a college team. Those are college players. This is a mm. high school. That's a dumb question. All right, this is a dumb question. All right, let's take our final timeout. We'll wrap up Thursday's show next.